This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. This series of Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, is brought to you by Climate Field View. Ready to have all your farm's information right at your fingertips? With the Climate Field View platform, you can instantly analyze every pass you make in field, capture weather conditions, and monitor crop performance. You get all the info you need to confidently make the right decisions for your field, anywhere, anytime. Start collecting information now and take full advantage of the yield analysis tools come harvest time. For more information, visit climatefieldview.ca or talk to your FieldView dealer and sign up for a one-year free trial today. Hi, I'm Stephanie Crowley, Editorial Director of Top Crop Manager, and on today's episode of Inputs, I'll be chatting with Lydia Parker. Lydia is the Field Product Specialist for Climate Field View, and we're glad to have you back on the podcast again today. Yeah, thanks for having me again. So Lydia, we want to talk today about harvest data. Um, it's top of mind right now as we get into the harvest season. Um, can you explain what harvest data is and why we should be collecting it and paying attention to it? Sure. I mean, data is a huge bucket when we think about it. Um, But when we talk about harvest data specifically, most people are going to think about the information that's coming off of a piece of equipment. Um, So that would include things like yield maps, moisture maps, elevation maps, even things like the speed the combine is going at. Those are kind of the pieces of information that we normally think about. And yeah, that's kind of what we're focusing on today. Okay. So what role does that kind of play in preparing for harvest? Why do all of those data points matter when we're looking at making harvest decisions? So I think there's lots of things to think about when preparing for harvest. Um, So if we are going to be collecting those maps, the first thing we kind of want to be thinking about is calibrating our equipment. Mm -hmm. Kind of the data is only as good um, on the inside as it is when when it was inputted. Um, So just making sure that that combine is calibrated and everything's ready to go. That's kind of something we need to think about as we're preparing for harvest. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also just the type of information that we want to collect. So do we also want to make sure that we're getting the elevator tickets or do we want to use our, the scales on our grain buggy um, and make sure that those are calibrated as well. So just kind of starting to think about all the information sources that we want to use um, as we're getting ready to, to actually head into the fields. Sure. And do those um, decisions need to be made based on the crop that you're harvesting? Like, do we need to calibrate differently for um, different fields? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on calibration. Definitely reach out to your dealers, but um, we definitely want to be calibrating by crop just because there are different uh, parameters for each each different crop that's going to be going through the equipment. So um, definitely calibrating for each crop. But uh, again, like I said, reach out to, to your dealers for, for that information for sure. Okay, great. Um, so once we have some of these data points in hand, then how do we use it? So what are some, some ways that growers can use this harvest data? So I would say that you can use your harvest data at many different points throughout the year. So during the actual harvest, we know a lot of growers are already making their seed purchasing decisions mm-hmm. um, based on, you know, as they're traveling through the field and seeing how well a certain hybrid or variety is performing, they're already starting to think about making that decision because um, it's fresh in their minds, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to visualize and see that data while you're in the field is really important um, because you really want to know, you know, not only a, a single instance, how a hybrid did, you want to know how it did across an entire field or right. how it did compared to 
another hybrid or how it did within specific zones within a field or even on a, a field by field basis, right? How it compared mm -hmm. across your entire operation. So we can use the data at harvest to, to start making those decisions on potentially what hybrids or varieties we're going to buy next year, but then also the seed treatment package that comes with it, right? Right. Um, and then to me, post-harvest is, is when you're really going to start using your harvest data. It's, it's that time when you can finally sit back in a recliner and <laughs> start really sifting through the information that you spent time collecting. So right. again, comparing hybrids side by side, but then also all those different practices you did. Um, so did you leave an untreated check with a fungicide or did you try different fertilizer management? Um, mm -hmm. did, you, did you put down different applications or did you try splitting your applications or, or all those different things that you've done? That's the time of year where you can really start looking at what you did and using that harvest data to understand, did it work? Did it not work? Should I think about doing this next year or maybe making changes? So, so really about making those operational changes. Mm -hmm. um, but then that harvest data can go right through to your preceding timing. So as you're getting ready to plant next year, you can reflect back on your harvest data to make decisions on what population do I want to use right. or which fields make sense to plant first. Right. Um, and kind of all those different decisions. So to me, the harvest data is really key to making all those decisions throughout the season. Yeah. And it sounds like it's, you know, it's collecting data through the growing season is a package deal, right? You need to start from the beginning of the season when you're, well, even preceding, right? And then all the way through, um, you know, you and I had talked about scouting a few weeks ago and, and yeah. same, same kind of deal, right? Um, to me, kind of the, the, the planting and the spraying and the fertilizer application, those are all the things that we can use to understand the context of why things turned out. Mm -hmm. Whereas the harvest data is that key piece of information that's going to tell us, did it work or did it not work? Yeah. So when we have that harvest data already collected and in hand, then what, what do we, do we discuss this with an agronomist? Um, you know, is it just something that you're reviewing by yourself? What, what are the next steps once we've collected it? I think it definitely comes down to the individual growers um, comfort with the data or how they have their operation set up. Some folks mm -hmm. are going to work quite closely with uh, a third party agronomist or perhaps their retail or their seed salesman. And depending on what you're trying to analyze or what you're trying to make decisions on is, is really going to determine who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. um, and some folks are just going to do it themselves, right? They're going to yeah. sit down with information and make the choice um, on their own. But like we said before, farming is a team sport. So the more people that we can take that information to and really make an informed decision, um, it is going to help us in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, if we, yeah, I guess I don't want to repeat myself again, but like I said, it's, it's a whole season kind of thing. Yeah. So the, the idea is that you're, you know, working with your consultant or your agronomist or whoever, uh, your, your fellow employees, right? Your staff and just kind of working through the season to see what works best. So I, I want to hone in a little bit on the specific types of data. Like you mentioned, um, preparing your combine, um, or grain tickets, um, and things like that. So can we talk a little bit about a, those a little more individually and really get into some of the details of, um, what we are actually collecting or what we're looking for? Sure. Yeah even in terms of using um, like a digital platform, how are we incorporating it all? Are we using, you know, harvest maps and during harvest time um, to collect certain data points um, from different fields? Um, yeah, sure. It depends on what tools you're using to yeah. collect your harvest data. So if you're using a, a digital tool that works with your equipment and you're, and you're collecting that information right through the actual piece of equipment, 
you're going to get some form of, of visual maps, right? And those right. usually include different layers of information. So like I said before, information like um, the yield in, bush in bushels per acre, um, mm -hmm. and then how moisture varies throughout the field, and your elevation maps, which are always um, kind of an unsung hero um, yeah. that I think a lot of people forget about. Yeah. Um, so some tools allow you to compare, you know, yield data of field A to field B on a whole field basis, but then you have other tools that allow you to start diving into a subfield basis where you can look at how did this management practice work on the top of the hill versus the bottom of the hill or mm -hmm. um, my sandy fields versus my clay fields or, or different. And I guess, again, like talking about comparing harvest from one year to the next or harvest comparing harvest data from one year to the next, um, you know, obviously having all of this in hand helps you to make decisions for, for years to come, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that researchers replicate their work, right? It's mm -hmm. all about validating whatever they're trying to test. And so to me, if, if you're collecting yield data, at the end of the day, you are a researcher for your own mm -hmm. farm, right? Yeah. Whether, whether you think of yourself as one or not. So I mean, using a single yield, single year's worth of yield data to make a decision, that's, that's great. That's a great way to, to make decisions for next year. But when you start building that data set where you bring in multiple years, you start building a more robust and more informed data set to make make decisions from because you're starting to introduce variability from weather and you be, from that you're able to start identifying trends or patterns throughout your operation. So you can say, okay, at the beginning of the year, this is what I'm planning to do, but then it also allows you to make decisions in season mm -hmm. um, where you can say, okay, well, this season's starting to look quite dry and that's similar to this year in the past. So how do we make the same management decisions or possibly different management decisions because they may or may not have worked out when we saw that pattern in the past. Right. I think, um, and, and I don't know, this is maybe just a speculation, but do you think some farmers are intimidated by collecting that kind of information? They think it's got, you know, they've got it all in their head and they don't need to keep track of it in a formal, more formal way. Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely understand that being intimidating, maybe not the actual collection of the data, but how do you bring it all together, right? right? Because right. when you're starting to look at four or five years of information, especially for growers that, that have a longer rotation, mm -hmm. um, in order to get those multiple years of information, you have to have quite, a, quite an extensive bucket of, of data that you've been collecting. So trying to sort through that and sift through that can be really daunting, especially if your information is, is scattered all over the place or you don't have an easy to use tool. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. That could be daunting for sure. Yeah. So where do we start? I guess if you're going to start right away and do the bare minimum, what are some of the main points that we should be really focusing on if this is something that, you know, if collecting data like this is new to you um, and it's something that you do want to focus in on and, but you just don't know where to start. Do you have any tips I would that? say, I would, I would say a lot of growers, um, especially today, are able to collect data whether they do it or not right mm -hmm. now. Um, so even just either talking to your equipment manager or if you're looking to use a specific tool, just talking to those folks to help get you onboarded, they're going to be more than happy to do that for you. Yeah. Um, and then just start playing. I honestly think that's the best part. Don't set an expectation for yourself that I need to collect perfect yield data on every field so that I'm going to have this great data set. Just start playing, see what you get this year, and then you're going to learn, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to understand, okay, um, it didn't work when I did this, or I forgot to change hybrid names and therefore it had this impact on my data set. So right. just, just start playing. You're going to get 
more than you have right now if you're not doing anything currently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then you're just going to keep learning, right? And as you keep learning, you start understanding, um, at least from the people that I've worked with, is that it, it, always, it almost seems like a bit of an addiction that, yeah. oh, this, I got this level of information, but it would have been really handy to know this. So I'm going to try and capture that next year, or I'm right. going to try and calibrate better or more often, or who knows what it is, but it, it yeah. does seem to be a bit of a, oh, now that I know to do this, I want to do that. Right. And I, yeah. I have X, Y, Z, but I want ABC as well. Right. Like I, exactly. yeah, it would have been nice to go a little bit deeper. So yeah, that's great. Do you have any other advice on preparing for harvest and using data in your harvest um, practices uh, for growers listening right now? Anything that we didn't cover? I think um, if it's your first year, like I said, just start trying and, and playing. You really can't break anything. You'll, you'll always <laughs> be getting more than you had before. But for yeah. those that have, that have been doing it, definitely just take some time to reflect on, on what you're missing or, or things that would have been nice to have last year. And definitely think about getting the cleanest data in that you can because it's a lot easier to get yourself set up now than to try and fix it afterwards. I would say those are some good things to think about as we head into, into harvest. By cleanest data, you mean like the most accurate points that yeah. you could come up with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever system you're using, um, make sure you're logging things the same way or putting yeah. them all in the same place or right. whatever it is you're doing, just make it as organized as you can so that when you, you do go to do those analyses at the end of the year or you want to look back on things, it's kind of all in one place. It's all in one format and you're able to start really sorting through information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then you can just be prepared and ready to go next year. It's just, it's just getting started, right? Is the sure. thing to come over. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay, Lydia. Well, thank you. That's answers all of my questions. Perfect. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I love, uh, love being a part of it. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.